Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Brian J. Henderson. And I'm your co-host, Gregory Turner. Greg. Man, we got a show tonight. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. You know, uh, wow, when I, when I found out, you know, what we were going to discuss tonight, I was a little like, whoa, this is hot <laughs> and heavy. <laughs> you know what, Brian, I was in the store the other day and I saw this this white couple. Uh, it was an older couple, probably in their 60s. Mm-hmm. And they had the prettiest little girl with them. And, and I could tell that the, the kid was uh, biracial. And everybody in the store was watching them. And I couldn't understand. I'm like, why? What is the big deal? And, you know, and, and I don't even think they realized that they were watching them the way that they were. And, you know, and this is 2007, almost 2008, and we're still having these types of uh, people doing these types of things. Mm-hmm. Is it crazy or what? You know, Greg, it's funny because I can remember back in my childhood having similar issues going on because when I was young, my father, you know, my mother and my father were divorced, and then my father remarried, and he married a white lady. You know, my stepmother is white. Mm-hmm. And so when I was young, I would go to the store with her, and people were like, why you with that white lady? Why you with that white white lady? You know. Yeah. And I can remember being, you know, heckled and ridiculed and messed with so much. And you know, myself and my older brother, because we lived with my father at the time, we got heckled so much about the fact that we had a white stepmother that we started telling everybody she was the maid. Oh my goodness. You know. And when she found out, she was so upset with us. But it was like, what else do you do when people are picking at you and they're, you know, they're thumbing their nose at you, they're pointing fingers, and you're just a kid. Yeah. So if you can imagine how this couple felt when they had to look, get those stares and those looks and those, you know, what's going on there? Well, why, why they have that little kid? You know, you know, one of the things that I that I've heard people talk about was how come couple had to adopt a black child or you know or how come they had to adopt a Hispanic child how come somebody black couldn't get that kid and I always say exactly why not you know personally I think if that if that couple wants to take care of that child and put them in a a healthy you know lifestyle healthy loving lifestyle and family then I have no problem with it whatsoever and you know what, Brian? It's not so much the children anymore because we see it so much now. Mm-hmm. I think it's the older, the the older people now that are. I hate to say this, but the the older uh, racist people that are dying off. Mm-hmm. A lot of those, you know, they're real old now. Nowadays, our young kids now, the, the teenagers, you can't tell them that they can't be friends with this person because they're white or because this person is black, they don't see it that way anymore. It's a different ball game now. There's new kids on the block now. So Mm -hmm. you can't really take what, you know, what we grew up with and try to force that on these kids because it's just not working. Everywhere you go now, you see them hand in hand. And you know what? Even though there are some racial issues between white, blacks, and all the other races as well, but Brian, have you ever seen a a prettier child than a, a mixed white and black baby? Have you ever seen anything prettier than that? You know what? Me personally, I think all children are. Well, beautiful. yeah, yeah, but, yeah but all of them. You're right. Are. I mean, I don't think it's an issue of you know whether that one child is beautiful. Now, granted, I have seen some beautiful children that have come as a result of you know uh, biracial families. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. You know, and so. I can't. I don't see why most, why so many people are hung up on it. Yeah. You know, I mean, because a lot of people they get really, really defensive and offended when you say, you know, something like that. Oh, that baby looks pretty because they've mixed, or you know, I mean, even when I was younger, you used to hear people say, "Well, I want to, I want to uh, marry somebody who got good hair, 
so my baby have good hair. <laughs> well, I want to marry somebody light skin, so my baby won't be so dark. You know. Well, I, I think <laughs> you know what the reason I said it is because these are the two races that fight the most, but we turn out the most beautiful children because of the conflict between the whites and the blacks and whatever. It's just mixed children are just beautiful, beautiful anyway, regardless. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's what I was saying. I wasn't saying it from a standpoint of their presence of just their face and how their hair. And I, it's just a beautiful thing because, you know what, they're going to deal with both sides. Right. They're going to get it from both sides. And and that's a beautiful thing. And I just think in this day and age, we, we, we put too much on the old stuff. You know, you, you see all this stuff on television now, and it's just crazy. It's crazy. But times are changing. It may be slow, but it's changing. Right. Well, you know, I want the callers, I want our listeners to chime in on this. You know, tell us what you all think out there. You know, if you're listening, you just joined us on the Abundant Solutions Hour, and our call-in number is 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. And you know what, Brian? Yes. This, tonight's topic is what do you think? We're going to talk about a number of current events. We feel that our current events. We're going to talk about a number of things. But right now, we definitely want to hear from 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 our listeners out there that what they think on the issue of the biracial kids and how people stare at them and and they're being sometimes they're being mistreated and sometimes you know what, Brian? They're given they they treat them um, special sometimes. Mhm. I've seen that. I've actually seen that. You know, um I think about about back when I was younger um uh, because my my uh niece and my nephew are products of a biracial relationship. About actually my uh stepbrother and his wife. His wife is black, my stepbrother's white, and they have uh two children. And one I believe she's like 21 now. I can't remember how old those kids are. But anyways, you know, when you look at them, you you see they're beautiful children, for, for one, you know, but they don't look at themselves as being, you know, black or white. You see, when people ask them, what are you? They say, I'm a child of God. You know, I mean, that's how they look at it. They don't see themselves as being, you know, um, a, a part of either race or part of both races. They say, look, you know. I, I am who I am, you know, and uh, it's it's difficult to really try to put them in a category because what what do you say they are? What race are they? Mm. You know, you really can't. You and most people will say they're black. They're black because they got some black blood in them. They're black. Mm-hmm. You know, but who determines how black they are or if they are black at all? You know what? I think it's. I think it's. I think the thing is, if it's what is it, one percent? Mhm. They're, they're I know what you mean. They're, they're saying like uh, with the mulattoes, and uh, what's the other term? I can't remember the other term, but it's it's a term that they uh, that they use when they say that you have a certain amount of quote unquote black blood in your body, or Hispanic blood in your body, then you're not a Caucasian anymore, and so they they give you a mixed term. Yes. 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 That's. That's a sad thing. Uh, um, I, I'm in a chat room right now, Brian, and we have someone on there, and they're saying that that's just sad. And and it's, you know, the question is, why does it have to be one or the other? Why can't it just be both? You know, I think it goes back to the days of when they were counting, you know, the people for representation. And so this this is actually part of, what I believe a a um, not, not necessarily a cultural issue, but I think it was an, uh, uh, a political issue. Mm-hmm. That's the word I'm looking for. Well, census and counting. Right, you know, because they were looking for representation, and so they were counting people based on how many people they had. And so if they could if they could say, well, this person is not all the way white, then they don't get represented. You know, because back then they were they determined that was I think it was a three fifths compromise, mm-hmm. and they determined for every five 
black people, count them as only three. And that was a compromise that they made. That way the South would not over, you know, outnumber the North as far as representation. Yes, hey, Because Brian, the South had more blacks. More, the blacks outnumbered people two to one. Brian, we have a caller. Let's go to the caller. Let's see what they have. Sure. Let's see. Which caller shall we go to? Let's go to the caller in the 757 area code. Caller, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hello. Hey. Hello. Welcome to the Abundant <laughs> Solutions Hour. We know that voice. <laughs> Is that Libby? That's yes, Brian, it's me. Oh, Lord, we're going to This is Libby, the best-selling author, best-selling yes. author of Libby. What's the title of your book? I know it, but I want to hear I want you to say it. If God is my lover, why is my bed so cold? I told y'all this is going to be a hot show <laughs> Brian we're going to have to save that for another show But We're going to have to We want to, we, we want to know what you think We were just talking about Biracial kids and I was saying I don't know if you heard from the beginning I was, saying I was in a store and I saw this This white couple, lovely couple uh, very nice, and they had a, a little mixed baby with them. Uh, the little girl was probably two or three years old, and everybody in the store was just staring at them. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just don't get it. I, I just don't understand why. Uh, what's, what's the issue? Well, the issue is not really to me the child. The issue is the two people that brought the child into the world. Yeah. And I think... Um, you know, each race has its issues with a black woman being with a white man, a white man. Um, you know, whether it's white and black, if it's white and black issue, we have a, I mean, it's just rough with a lot of people dealing with it. From what Brian said, a lot of things that happened in the past and such, um, a lot of people feel you have sold out your race if you with, if a sister's with a white man, um, if a white woman is with a black man, she taking our black brothers from us. So, well, you know, they, it's not really to me they're looking at the children. I think the issue that they have that this couple got together, and if you really look at it, a lot of times people don't have issues with other races um, getting together, but when you see that black and white, that's where you run into a lot of controversy. But I think it's becoming more accepted, but still a lot of people just don't like the idea of black and white getting together, which I think is crazy. And you know what, you said something, Libby, you said something that was so important. I hear all the time, uh, you know, we have our athletes and we have, you know, the first thing that they say is, you know, now that they got all this money, now they're going and they're going to marry a white woman. Well, why can't it be that they're just going to marry somebody who's going to treat them right or somebody that they really and truly love? I mean, who are us to judge? We're on the outside. We don't know that person. All we know is what we see from, you know, with our eyes, and that's not enough. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt because whatever they're doing is not hurting anybody. It just seems like that couple uh, are together and they're happy. And then when we see uh, a, a black woman that's in uh, an actress or she's, making a lot of money, she go out and she marry uh, somebody in the uh, white race, and then there's a problem. Or we see the white side do the same thing and marry somebody on this side. I don't understand what's the issue. Why? If the two love each other, mm-hmm. why can't they be together, love each other, have their children, live their life, and, and everybody else on the outside just mind their own business? Right. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with it either. My issue and I have several friends that's in interracial relationships. My thing is, I all when I talk to them, I don't care who you choose to be with, but I have an issue when you're stereotyping another race. For example, all black women just want money. They don't want to do nothing. They're always fussing, so I like white women. Mm-hmm. Or a black woman saying brothers don't have no ambition, they can't give me the things I want in life, so I'm a date a white man. That's when I have a problem with it. Yes, yes. I mean, you know, because to me, to be honest, I have dated 
all races. And men are men. <laughs> That's true. Well, you know, it's now I would be honest. I believe that maybe because of society and economics, maybe men that are Caucasian may have the upper hand on certain things. And I mean, that's just the way society is. But that doesn't mean that a, a black man cannot have the same things. Um, I just don't like, for example, uh, when people downplay or try to make being black an issue. Now, I'm going to tell you, I have a problem with television and the media a lot of times, and I think maybe this is where a lot of the prejudice comes. And most of the women on the videos, um, TV, are the women that are mixed, light-skinned, long hair type things. And when society starts putting those images out there, it makes the women that may be of the darker skin, the more natural hair, feel, you know, like, hey, they're not accepting me for who I am, and they are actually glorifying this light-skinned, light-eyed woman. So, therefore, and most a lot of these women are mixed. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, society got a lot to do with why people feel the way they do. I just have an issue of people put one group in one category because I know white women that are loud, obnoxious, and whatever, and I know black women that are ambitious, successful. I mean, I know white men that aren't doing anything. I know black men that are very successful. So I know them in, in all races. You know, you've got, you got people. Everybody got the same type of people in each race yeah. regardless. And you know what, Livy, I'm, I'm, I want to uh, kind of switch gears a little bit, but we can come back to that. But now, you, you know, we, we're seeing on television in the news, we're starting to see where they're allowing men to marry men, and they're allowing uh, the men, you know, that are married to each other, they're adopting children now. What What do you think about that? Well, I'm 100% against that. I think it's completely wrong. I feel like that's not the way... It was it's supposed to be, and um, and I know a lot of people are going to yell at me or whatever. I just think that when a child is brought up in an environment like that, I think you're just imparting things in them that may be unseen that's just not natural. Mm-hmm. And I know that kids are in homes that may have two men or two women that truly love them and support them. But I just think that what they're portraying to the child is wrong. But at the same time, there's families out there that have a man and a woman in the house that may be mistreating the child. And some people could say, but the child is still not getting love. My thing is, I just believe that that's against the law of nature. Brian. That is not supposed to be that way. Yes, Brian, are you there? Yeah, you know, I want to play devil's advocate. Yes, I was going to ask you to come on. <laughs> okay, I, Brian. I don't know what you, have <laughs> you know, when I think about that, because, you know, I've had foster children in the past, and, you know, I'm an advocate for children. I believe that, you know, children should be able to live in a, a nurturing and productive home that's healthy, harmless, and, you know, and wholesome. And I'll say that healthy, harmless, wholesome, that, you know. And so if you have a situation where, you know, nobody's sick, nobody's upset, nobody's mad, you know, what can we do? Well, no, how can we say, well, that's not natural for them to do that, you know, because they're in a home where they're being raised, albeit it's an alternative lifestyle, but, you know, we have people now that raise their children in their homes and they choose what lifestyle their children are going to see. So you know, how can we just say that, you know, well, let me start off by saying I'm against um, having children in homes where they're not a mother and a father, a husband and a wife. You know, I truly believe in that. But at the same time, if you have a situation where, this person can take care of this child and bring them up in a healthy lifestyle where they can grow up and not have to worry about 
being sick all the time or growing up in foster homes, bouncing back and forth. Because, you know, we've seen the issues with foster homes and, you know, foster parents that sometimes don't do the right things or some are just in it for the money. So if you have somebody who wants to adopt a child and raise that child, you know, why not let them? Well, my thing is this. You got to think beyond just giving the child the nice family. Like, what about when that child is actually going out in the world? I mean, what about the things they're going to have to deal with in coming from a household like that when the other kids see that? I don't believe, and I'm a single mother, and I do believe, too, that the the way it's supposed to be, a child is supposed to be raised by mother and father. But, of course, it's not always like that. And I always say, regardless of how much I do, I can never be a man in my children's life. I can instill the values. I can, you know, raise my son the best way I can. And just, you know, I always pray that he have male influences around him because I cannot be a man in his life. The same way two men cannot be a mother to a child or two women, one of them cannot be a father. And usually in those type of relationships, one is the man role and one is the female role or whatever. And um, my thing is I don't judge people. I mean, it's just my opinion. Because I got I got friends of all persuasion, let me say that, and they know. I mean, I don't judge them. They know what I believe and what I stand for and everything, and they are good people. They are people that I can depend on. But I just feel that the fact that we have on that child, I just don't feel that you can actually – impart a healthy mind. I mean, I just don't feel like it's a healthy environment to raise a child, and I believe that it'll breed confusion. I mean, I just don't feel that um, the way that things should be that is a good environment for them. And I'm sure many homes will get them love and compassion, such, such, but, I mean, I just, I don't agree with it. Okay. Uh, Libby, we have another caller. Brian, I think you have another caller from the 850 yes, yes. area. I was going to say the phone lines are lighting up now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put on my <laughs> bulletproof vest. <laughs> 850 area code. 850 caller, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Thank you. I'm Can just you listening. I don't have any... I don't have any comments right now. I'm just listening. I do agree so far with everything that you said. Um, I'm personally against, um, but here again, it's each other's um, choice, that children are raised by two men if they're in a homosexual relationship or vice versa, women. I just think that's very unhealthy, but, again, that's my only opinion. I just called tonight to listen. Okay, good. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for calling in. All right, one in my corner. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Brian, I tell you, we we have in in this in this world. I mean, you know, it's I don't know. It's 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 one of those things right now where you know we we where where our favorite book says you know there's going to come a time when we think what is right is wrong and what is wrong is right, and yeah. it just seems like we're going so much closer to that now, and you know I I, I see. Uh, women all the time, and I hear uh, um, uh, the women that are married to each other or dating each other or whatever, they really want children. Mm-hmm. They're doing everything that they can to uh, adopt these children and raise them. Now, some people hate it. Some people say that it's not a good thing. But is it really a good thing to leave the kids in a uh, with the state or in a system that uh, – they're not being cared for. And, Brian, you and I know how that is. And, Brian, you know, I want to yeah. commend you because you take in these children, you and your mother-in-law, and, and y'all do a wonderful thing with the kids. But what what's the alternative? You know, sadly, the alternative is that you leave them in the system and they grow up in the system, and then when they grow up out of the system, they're they're emotionally scarred. Some of them are physically scarred. I mean, you would not believe 
how some of these children are have been treated as they've grown up in the system. They they go from house to house, from family to family, and you know the system doesn't really care as long as the family can provide a warm bed and nobody's going upside their head, so to think, you know, so to speak. Then the system deems that as okay, but they never look at the emotional standpoint of that child and what that child is going through. Because just as soon as that child is getting comfortable with the situation they're in, they're moved to a new situation. Or well, if the child is uncomfortable, you know, with the situation, they don't give the child time enough to adjust. But Brian, what about the, the children that are that are uh, are, are adopted? By the the same sex, um, two men, and they are growing up. It may not be a physical, it may not be physical um, harm that they're dealing with, but it may be a mental thing. Wouldn't that be the same thing as the kids that are being mistreated in the uh, system? Uh, you know, they're they're being uh, dogged at school by. You know, we know kids can be cruel, and you people know, can be cruel. It, it, would oh, it yes. be the same? You know, I, I can remember, and I actually was just talking with a gentleman tonight that I used to work with. Um, a couple of years ago, I worked with um, the state, and there was a gentleman at the state that he was becoming a woman. He was a man that was becoming a woman. He was an older gentleman in his mid-50s. And I can recall him talking to somebody saying how his um, children were having a rough time with it. And that his son continuously were get, was getting kicked out of school and he kept getting in the fights and so forth. Because when his father would come up to the school to pick him up, he would be dressed as a woman. Now, I think that is just so, I think that is so selfish of a parent to do. Yes. And cruel to me to a child. I mean, you know, we can't tell people what to do or how they should feel or whatever. But my thing is, when you have children, I think your mindset is put in a different league. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't agree with the same sex um, raising kids because I believe it's a, like you were saying, Greg, I believe there's a lot of psychological things that we may not can see. The same way I don't believe that a child should be in a home where a man is going upside a woman's head. It's a lot of instances that, unfortunately, kids are put in yeah. um, that I feel is wrong. So um, before people crucify me and send me the emails, that's just I don't believe in the same sex um, raising kids, and I don't believe even in a man or woman in a house if abuse is there. I just feel that. Yes, because most children have been, most children that, that adults that abuse have been either victims of abuse or have right. other you know, or obscene abuse. It's a so it's I, a I trickle effect. I want I don't want to lose this next caller. They've been waiting very patiently. Okay. Let's go to the caller in the four oh four area code. Caller, are you there? Yes, great evening. Good evening. Yes. Thank you for calling in. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Do you have a comment or a question on the topic tonight? I do. I I wanted to comment on um the whole the gay right to adoption. Mm. Please do. Um, I, yeah, I, I think the people who have opinions about it don't actually have a right to have an opinion about it. I think the only people should, who have a right to have an opinion about it are the children and the gays. If you're not adopting, then you don't have a right to have an uh, opinion. These are, these are children's lives that we're talking about. And people think it's okay to look at the situation and say, oh, no. We can't have children in gay homes because then they would gay grow up to be gay sympathetic. But in reality, that's not even that's that's not even something that is shown to be true. There are people who grow up in homes that preach and and raise their children one way, and the children grow up and believe and do completely different. So we can't even say that what goes on in the house is going to severely impact what the child does with their life in the same regard. Well, well, what would you say about um, a boy being raised by two men? You know, we, we, we have so many um, marriages right now that are, that are failing because the, the, the men, they really don't know how to treat the woman because either, some, either the man wasn't there 
or if the the father was a person that that was very violent and he beat on the woman and, and now this kid has adopted the same actions from this man when he dates a woman. So do you think that now that this boy see these these two uh, men in love with each other you see, and they're watching their, how they interact and kids, they pay attention. You don't think that that child will go on the outside and, and probably try to do the same thing? Well, first of all, I think as as adults we often minimize that children have the same right that God gave all of us. It is the right to make a choice. Yeah. Regardless as to what is going on in their home, they have the choice to do the right thing, period. Right. So, regard, so regardless as to whether they grow up and see their daddy beat their mama, they have the choice to do the right thing. Now, if we want to speak on the choice that they made, that's not that's not really our right to speak on their choice. Because either it was their weakness inside of them that caused them to lean toward a choice that would be, quote, unquote, easier for them to just flow into, or they could fight against what they see as the only option and do the right thing. Yes, yes. You know, and, and I agree with you on that because, you know, most children actually do watch their parents, and they don't always do what their parents do or do what their parents say. You know, but again, you got to think about in, the influence that that person may have on that particular child. Like I know, when I was younger, there were people in my life that had an influence on me. I didn't do everything that they did, but some of the things that they did, I watched and I did. Like for instance, with my father, my father smoked and he drank. Well, I didn't smoke, but I used to drink a lot. <laughs> you see, so. I did I didn't pick up every bad habit that he had but I did pick up some and I think that's really what people are looking at they're saying you know cuz based on their own convictions they're saying wow this person had has a habit or they're doing or they have a lifestyle that we don't believe in and you know and you got to remember with this lifestyle that they're looking at most of the people who are against this are for the quote-unquote, uh, original productive family, or what a, a, a traditional family is the word I'm looking for. There are four traditional families. Like me, I'm four traditional families. I'm not all the way against untraditional families, but I'm not for uh, men and men getting married and women and women getting married. Now, if you want to adopt a child and you're going to raise that child, you know, I'll give you an opportunity. Yeah, I think those are two separate things. And that's the I thing. Think it, yeah. I'm not for it, no, but, I, I, but I'm not completely against it either. I think people, I think people minimize the severity of of being a child in, in, in foster care and uh, of growing up without. I mean, there's there's so much of that it takes, and people dismiss it when it comes to the option of gays being being a adoptive parenting. They completely forget all the horror that comes along with being in the system. And it and it makes it seem as though what's more important to our society is that we we continue to back this the, this theoretical notion of quote unquote a traditional family. That's what's more important to us society as we, we that we back this theoretical stance. But in reality what right do we have to back this theoretical stance when we keep harming ourselves with it? You, if you want to back the mother-father uh, family, the traditional family, then we have to to get back to that. We can't stand where we are now and preach about it. Like you can't. This is not. It's not right to band-aid this problem at the expense of these children. Well, let me ask you this: How do we get back to the traditional family if we start to incorporate? so much of the non-traditional family because if you start saying okay we're not really gonna promote traditional families anymore you know and i'll give you an example we like fords you like chevys we argue all the way all down you know we argue each other down all day long but chevy's better than ford but nobody likes fords you know fords are new fords we don't want fords we want chevys we've always driven chevys so now you're saying, well, it's okay to have a Chevy, but because we don't like Fords. But no, you, no, that's not. That's 
that's not what that's not what allowing gays to adopt does. That's not what that does. We already live in a society that has said that homosexuality is okay. Gays well, no, adopting I, children I does not does that. I just watched a show on MTV. I think it's called. It was some trash about some some and, and tequila to cup something. The, the tequila tequila girl. Yeah. With the two with the now if that is not a society. But no, that has, think about has, it. that's a segment. Has ironclad said that this is okay. Yeah, but no, that's a segment of society because not everybody watches that show and not everybody watches MTV. So there's a segment of society that says this is an okay lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have the, and I don't want to say overwhelming population, but you have you have a you have a sort of a I don't know how to put this. You have a segment of society that says it's okay. It's not the part of the largest society that says it's not okay. Otherwise, you would have, you know, everything that we're that we're arguing would be a moot point because it would be legal everywhere. So you do have a larger part of society that says that this is not a lifestyle that we want to adopt as a national okay, put an okay stamp on that. So you do have a segment of society, but that segment of society is starting to permeate and get, you know, further and further, you know, out there. It's starting to become more of the norm rather than the exception. But it's still not been completely adopted and put a stamp of okay on by the general population, so to speak. And I think the word that we use is tolerant. You know, we've been we've we've become. But is that what we're saying? When we're, but and and that's that's my point. I feel like the two topics should be completely separate when we're when we're talking about the adoption of children. I don't think the question of do we allow homosexuality to run rampant in our society. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the issue when we're talking about the adoption of children. Understood. Understood. That, and and that's what I'm saying. We have got to separate those two issues. We yeah. don't have to agree with homosexuality in our society. We don't. And 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 if we want to voice that and if we want to, then we have to be the force that is put out into the mainstream that gets recognized and respected. Good, then, right. then that, and, then, and then that's the good fight. But you know the sad part we can't about... fight against the children while we're t- t- so that we can fight against ourselves. Caller, right. hold on just a second. We have another caller in. We, I don't. We, we want to try to get everybody in. Please don't hang up, but hang on, um, caller. We're going to come back to you, Brian. I think we have someone from the four hundred seven area code. Yes. Hold on. Let me get to her because I I got a good question when I come back to the other caller. Yes. The four hundred seven. Talk to us. Yes, I want to <laughs> break it down on a different level that a lot of people probably can handle more. Okay. Um, even without throwing up spirituality. But look at it scientifically, okay? <laughs> you have to understand that in nature, which we are, there is a general theme, a circle of life, a way of living, a way that everything flows. And to keep that in perfect sync, in perfect harmony for those who worship um, other religions, um, maybe they can understand and relate to the fact that to keep life in perfect sync, in perfect harmony, we have to look at the male, what it, it does, its function. We look at the female, what she does, their function, their purpose. The natural flow of life is reproduction. And that happens between male and female. No gay can uh, reproduce, replicate that. Only man, only woman. That's a natural progression to obtaining and substantiating true life. So... It is against nature. It's against nature. I don't care if you worship a frog, Buddha, the dog, the cat. If you live in this universe, this planet called Earth, this system that was established before any scientist could ever write a book, probably, before, if you want to call it um, 
the organisms that crawled out of the sea, before the organisms crawled out of the sea, that was a negative and a positive organism in the sea. So there is a theme to life that we did not create that's been there since before our understanding that is male, that is a positive and a negative, a male and a female. That's why when you talk about tools, you say, I'm in a male, I'm in a female, because you're going to place something inside of something else, and you're going to produce something. Some kind of good work is going to come out of a male and a female connecting with each other. So that's it. Yes, yes. That's the bottom line. Yes, Carla. You know what? Livia, are you still there? Yes, I love her. <laughs> she explained it. I love her. I she explained it very, I mean, that she explained it very well. And that's, that's my thing. I don't have um, my heart against anyone. It's unnatural. And that's what I'm getting. It's unnatural. It's an unnatural environment to put a child in. And, you know, I understand what the call is saying when we're talking about children and foster care. It's like, to me, it's like, okay, you decide which, and I know people are going to get on me, but it's like, okay, which evil do you put them in? Do you leave them in the foster care? Do you put them in this home? And I know that people can have love and all this, but it's unnatural. It's an unnatural environment. Children were not made to be put in a union with two men raising them as lovers or two women is unnatural, and that's why I'm against it. I'm against the relationship and the environment that a child is coming in. We were not created to be in that type of environment, and I'm just going to stick with it. I'm with the um, sister that just spoke. I agree with her 100%, and that's my view on it. Okay. Jolly, are you there? Jolly, on, from the 404 area code, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, yes, yes. We, we hear you. I, I would like to respond to the young lady that spoke of nature. I, I have to disagree, and I hate that I have to disagree because I, I as from what I understand in my upbringing and my relationship with my God, I am not for homosexuality to be practiced by people. But I think it's important to understand that when you say it is not natural, that is not true. Just like there are many of people who are gay, there are many species of animals that practice homosexuality, first of all. Second of all, if it was unnatural, it wouldn't exist. It exists naturally between people. People. Homosexuality has been in existence since the dawn of time. So for us to say it's unnatural is it un is a misunderstanding. It no, may it's... be productive in our society for the way we live, but to say it's unnatural is is a mis is a misstatement. It's a, it's, it's not true. It's, to me, it's a desire that we choose to pursue. Um, from the beginning, it was male and female. Our animals, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I don't know the mating of each animal, but I do know that when everything was put on the boat, it was male and female. There's no way that a male and a male can reproduce. The law of nature is to reproduce. How are we going to continue reproducing if the same sexes are together? Well, first of all, we can't we can't minimize the abilities that God gave us. So, in our ability is to is to survive. How can we reproduce though? I don't understand. Well, I, okay, I'll tell you this right now. Two examples. One, in in each holy book, God said, "Being it is right." And when Jesus left the people, He said, "What? What I have done, so shall you do, but greater." Which means to me, what? If Jesus is saying to me that He has been able to turn water into wine, then I have that ability as well. Just like he saved the people, I can save the people. So which means what? We are limiting the abilities that we have. Which so are you telling me that two men or two women can reproduce? Yes. Yes. That's impossible. It's that would never happen. How is it impossible? It's impossible. He is against that. As long as we I'm think gonna, that. But there, right I'm now there's, a, there's a Chinese dude that is pregnant right now. There's a dude 
This Chinese. It's not. He didn't get pregnant by another man. It doesn't and matter. And he didn't get pregnant. Uh, by, it's not normal. Society is doing a lot of things. They're cloning animals. It's we have knowledge, but we're using it in the wrong way. But that's my point: is that we we can't we can no longer limit ourselves by by the old time understanding of well, God created um, Adam and Eve. If we want to get real technical with it, God created Adam. Technically, he created Adam, and as an afterthought, because Adam wasn't wasn't as happy and go lucky as he wanted him to be, what he created Eve. Adam. Adam. That is not why he created Eve. I think we've made this into a religious. But I'm just saying, if we're saying that if 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 it's unnatural, it's not unnatural. It's only we only limit ourselves with our own limits. But let's try to focus on what what we on the topic because I think we're getting off a little bit, and not to say that you know that that you all are absolutely right or absolutely wrong because these are your opinions and you're entitled to them. But I think what we got off is and and the question that I wanted to to uh, to raise to you, you talked about separating the two topics, one being uh, gays and the other one, you know, being with children, you know, the fact that we don't believe that they should raise children. And I think that's the topic that we were dealing with. And my question to you is, why do you believe the folks that are for gay marriage, you know, not, not necessarily gay marriage, but gay adoption, why do you believe that they immediately try to put the focus back on the religious side when the people who are against it say that it's wrong. Because that's what I've seen. That's the reality that I've seen. When people say, well, you all don't want us to do it because you say it's against God's law. And this is not about the law of God. This is about the law of the land that you should follow. So what do, you, what do you think about that? Because that that's really where my question was going. I didn't know it was going to – Greg, I didn't know we were going to get into a religious debate here. Hey, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I think your question, Brian, I think you posed your question to Jolly. Am I correct? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think it's a fair statement. I think we don't live – we don't live in a land where where our rules are, are controlled by God. So it's a fair statement in the United States of America to say that you know, if we already have rules that completely go against God's law, which is, you know, let's say abortion, you know, third-term abortion, you know, late-term abortion, if we're going to say that we're allowed to ch- kill children, then then what's to say we can't adopt children when it's two men? I think as long as America, as long as America continues to have rules that are contrary to God's law, then it, it can just is going to continue to get worse. Okay. Now, that was that was sort of my next question. Do you believe that well how, how let me let me word it this way. Can you follow both laws and be right in both laws? I don't think you can. And see, that's the dilemma that many of us run into because we don't want to break one law. You know, and then Brian, we don't this, want to break the other law this, this, because this, there's one law that you know what I mean. Yes, Brian. This this is this is the, this is the problem that we're running into. When it's on television, it's a political stance. They yes. change it. Everything changes at this point. And you better believe there's a lot of people behind the scene that are working this and that are telling them this is what you say because it's on television for a reason. Yes. It's on there for a reason. If Brian, you guys deal with a lot of foster kids. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that on television. No. See, it's a reason this stuff is on television. And can I say this? Sure, go ahead. I remember before before um, you know gay adoption became a huge issue. I remember nationally the adoption agencies were pushing for black for black families to adopt children. Mm-hmm. I remember it was a national campaign. It didn't get a lot of coverage, but Maybe had we responded to the call, then this wouldn't be an issue at hand. Well, you got to also remember. See, you got two things working here. One, you have this what I consider a pandemic, you know, of single parents with multiple children. From you know, I mean, and it's it's a social thing. It's more of a social thing than than a political thing in that light. 
So you have this this huge amount of children that are being born to single parents, and you have and then they're in the system, or they're on welfare, or they're on or the parents are on drugs, you know. So you have all these different factors that are factoring in, and then they try to come and say, well, look, this is what we need you all to do. You have to remember, though, with all these different social factors, you have the fact that you don't have a whole lot of two-parent families in black America. Now, you do have a lot of them. I'm not saying they're not a lot. I'm not saying they're not enough of them. You know, but what I'm saying is, what they're doing is they're trying to ask us to clean up the mess mm-hmm. by saying, well, we need you to adopt more kids because we got too many kids in the system. And yeah. we're that's saying, a, okay, look, most of us that, are kids. that do have, you know, because I'm not, because there are plenty of people out here who adopt black children. There are a lot of, there are a lot of black families that adopt black children. My mother-in-law was one. She adopted a, a young man that was, a, I think she adopted him when he was 17, mm. you know. And so, you know, we do have, and my mother-in-law is not particularly rich or famous or anything, you know. It's, it's oh, just she's that famous. She believes, well, yeah, she's famous she's to me. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're listening, mother-in-law. I think you're famous now. <laughs> but uh, the thing is, she believed that this was the thing to do. She believed that she could at least, this boy could at least say, I have a mama. Exactly. Now, she was a single parent, and she adopted a 17-year-old boy. Yeah. So it's not impossible. I but think what they did was they tried to give us lip service and say, hey, let's kind of push this thing out there and see where it goes. Let's not put too much money into it because, remember, we still got to have money left over for welfare, for for jails, for prisons, because that's where the big money is anyway. We build a prison, and we can fill it up and get thirty grand, forty grand a pop. So I don't think they pushed that initiative too hard, to, and I don't think they were looking for any real results. I think they were just giving lip service so they could say we tried. Yeah, but I mean, isn't it? Isn't it on? I mean, in all fairness, you know, the the breakdown of the black family ultimately lies on us because exactly. we 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 allowed our homes to be broken. We allowed for our priorities to be shifted, and we allowed for our families to to be divided. And ultimately, it's on us. So ultimately, our community being disarray is not. Yeah. So we can't expect we can't expect the system to care more than we care. Brian, absolutely not. Brian, let's go. I want to go back to uh, the four hundred seven. I yeah. want to go back to that caller. Caller, are you still listening? Yes, I am. All right, time in, time in. We got about <laughs> Honey, seven minutes left. If the if the caller had been called, uh, had have noticed that I said. Aside from God, I took God right out of the equation. Aside from God, there's still evidence that it's just not structurally sound because I believe that everything in in life has a purpose and that um, the purpose is a positive and a negative. And so, therefore, that is still the issue that's on the table, is the positive and the negative, the pros and the cons. What um, causes uh, a ripple effect? How does it affect the community? How is it building up? How is it tearing down? We have to look at all things on a, on a, on a multi-level and look at the consequences that come from it. Because because of the system that was set up so many years ago and because of people's values and morals that were set up just uh, inbred into us, um, sexual, uh, homosexuality will always be uh, in some people's hearts, mind, and uh, believing system. It's going to be wrong. You're always going to have that battle there. There's always going to be a battle between good and evil, no matter what the issue may be. But this ties in right to your other show that you had on the other day where the the gentleman was talking about his history of drugs and stuff, and he talked about, you know, the body wanting it and stuff. I'm telling you, this body will yearn for unnatural stuff. It will get hooked on unnatural stuff. Things that are just not right for it, your body will. I happen to be like 50 pounds overweight, so I know for the fact that your, your body will crave stuff it doesn't need. It needs balance. We need balance, a negative and a positive to this world. And so, therefore, because we can't change the world in one blink of a, an eye or a stroke of a pen, homosexuality is going to be on the more of the negative side 
um, simply because it's going to try to go against the grain, the flow of life, and the grain and the flow of the majority of the people that feel it is wrong. So you're going to be banging your head, your fists up against a like a brick wall trying to get um, something so deeply enrooted, something so deeply entranced in people's faith that they are just simply going to say, no way, ma'am, no way, sir, or you're going to, you know, we're going to let you do this. We're going to stand up for our rights, and it's just going to be simple and plain. It's going to be no easy way out of this, no simple solution to this, because it's going to be yay and nay. And those that say yay are going to fight the nay. It's simple and plain. Kimberly, let me say this. Anybody can jump in at at any point and, and answer why do you think the politicians, they will not discuss this issue? They will not stand in front of that television or that camera and talk about men marrying men or men raising uh, two men raising uh, a child or two women raising a child. Why, why is that? Why won't they talk about that? Because many of the organizations are funding their campaigns but, behind the scenes. But isn't this about right and wrong? Well, <laughs> I got my other reasons. Maybe um, a lot of them are in that lifestyle and don't want people to know. It's like, it could be a lot of reasons. Jolly, Jolly, what what do you think about that? I'm sorry. Jo- yeah, are, I'm are, are, a speaker. Would okay, you are you there? Yes. Did, did you hear my question? No, I'm sorry. Okay, I asked the question, why is it that politicians won't talk about this very topic that we're talking about now, about men two men raising a child and two women raising a child. Why why won't they stand flat-footed in front of that camera and, and talk about this issue? There's no money in it. Mm. There's no money. There's no money in There's no lobbyists for this. There's no political lobbyists that are standing around putting money in their pockets. There's, there's no money in it, so what do they care? You know, I want to chime in on this right quick, Greg. I think it's also about political expediency. No politician in their right well, I won't say they're right mind, but no politician in their political life wants to create a negative firestorm around him on any issue unless he has the backing of, like you said, dollars. So you're not going to have them come out and say I'm for something or I'm against something George Bush unless did. they have some kind of backing, some kind of following that says we got your back. Now, now George Bush came out and said that he's against men marrying men, and I think he signed something. But then you had, I think, Arnold Schwarzenegger in California, If I'm, if, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. I think he sided with the uh, men marrying men and women marrying women. Am, am I wrong? Think about his constituency. You're exactly. You correct. have to remember he's in the state of California. Yes. Mm. There's, no, there's no way he could have voted against that. He could have tried, but what Not, he would have met was staunch opposition, and that yeah. meant money. Right, and it's it's all about money to me. And I mean, you go with who funding your campaign. If it's conservative, if it's liberals, basically that's how they do it. It's about money. Mm-hmm. And maybe if the if you know if we had better you know stronger lobbyists that you know like if the environment was had more money than the oil companies, we'd be a different America. You know. Yes, yes, that's so true. Libby, we have about a minute left. What do you want the people to hear from Libby? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, um, Greg, you really put me on the spot. <laughs> no, we just want to know what you, you said, what you believed. Right. I, you know, I totally believe that um, that people do have choices, and we have to make our own decisions in life. And... Um, even though I may feel one way, it doesn't mean that I have anything against anyone that's feeling the opposite. Um, I, I think that the only way that we can truly understand anything is do what we're doing now, actually talk it out and listen to why each other may feel this way. And I feel that um, as long as we have shows like this, that we can come together and agree to disagree and everything like that, we can, you know, get a broader understanding of a lot of things that's going on up out there. And I just tell people, get involved with things that's going on in society and be a voice 
you know, for the children out there, for the things that people may put on the back burner. It's not going to get up front until someone actually steps up and do it. Brian? Absolutely. You know, I, I want to just chime in also and say that, you know, we have so many different issues that we have to deal with in society these days. And, you know, when we talk about children, I'm very passionate about children, but I'm also passionate about children being raised the what I consider the correct way. You know, we could easily say that we could we want to raise kids and, you know, oh, we lives with two murderers or, you know, so forth. But uh, we just have to be mindful of that. And I want to close by saying, make sure you join us tomorrow. Tomorrow's on, I mean, not tomorrow, on Friday. Friday will be another awesome show. You've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you and good evening.